Welcome back to Backcountry BSing. Another episode for you. This is a big one. This is a big one. This is a big <laughs> one. Um, Mr. On the Trail graciously agreed to come on and talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. So uh I yeah. feel I feel enlightened. I feel I feel special. Yeah, Darwin's pretty pretty legit. Uh easily the biggest guest we've had on the show. Yeah. So I'm pretty uh I'm pretty excited to talk to him. There's always so much to talk about when we uh when it comes to him. Like, yes. I mean, Arizona yes. Trail, yes. getting off the AT, yes. all the videos, Coron- van life. Cor- coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> um, Where to begin? We're not going to be able to cover everything. Anymore. I know, and I told myself for this one. We're only going to do a little bit of coronavirus, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Okay. We'll see where it goes. All right. Let's get all right. It. Let's get him on. Hey, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I got to do this. I mean, I guess this is kind of a weird uh, turn of events. Yes. Like, yeah. I was totally not going to be able to do this. Yeah. How busy I was. Yeah. But now, since none of us can do anything. I know. <laughs> um, and a- Andy and I were just talking right before this. We're like, we don't want to talk too much about the coronavirus. <laughs> we want to talk about backpacking. Yeah. But, 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 yeah. but let's talk about anything. But, um, I want so you're you're in Flagstaff, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm in Arizona, Flag. So mm-hmm. what uh, what's the situation like down there from a coronavirus I mean, perspective? I mean, it's it's pretty mundane. I mean, you know, it's uh, everything's pretty much shut down, mm-hmm. um, just like anywhere else. It's yeah. a small mountain town. I don't know if either of you guys have ever been to uh-uh. Flag, but. Uh-uh. It's a it's a pretty small little like college mountain town. Obviously, the colleges are out, and like you know that's the main driving right. force here. And then it's it's kind of like the closest big town to the Grand Canyon. It's where a lot of people stop. You kind of have to come through Flag to go to the canyon. So you know, with that now being, they they shut the trails down two days ago into the canyon. Yeah. Mm. Um, and all the visitor centers and everything have closed. So Flag is pretty much shut down. I mean, you know, you go out, you you see some locals and stuff riding their bikes and walking the streets. But aside from that, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty desolate, man. We kind of like everywhere. We were supposed to be in, no, wait, was it Flagstaff? We were supposed to be in Flagstaff at the end of May. Yeah. We actually currently, <laughs> yeah, I know we, we have a trip to the AZT. This is something we want to talk to you about. Oh, nice. Uh, Hell yeah. The last, <laughs> we'll see the last week of May and we're ending our hike in Flagstaff. Yeah. So, oh, where, so where were you guys going to start at? We were going to start at like the Pine Trailhead area. That's nice, nice. And just go because it was the we we're going to fly into Phoenix and then shuttle. We're gonna, we were we were going to fly into Phoenix, catch a shuttle to Pine Trailhead, and then do it's okay. like a hundred and some miles into Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't know what the hell's going to going to happen right now. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so is there is there a reason you guys were going to do that section over no, all the other sections? Uh, honestly, it was the um, Logi- legit from, from a from the time of year and the logistics. And please correct us if we're because we figured end of May. It's too. It's 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 <laughs> yeah, end of May. We know nothing. End of May. I know. <laughs> First off, I didn't know they called Flagstaff Flag, so we'll sound like locals when we go there. Um, we. Um, well, I mean, I mean, some people call it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, only if you're cool enough, you go with flag. We, I'm just trying to fit in and be cool. We, uh, we, we figured it was end of May. It's too hot to be doing the South Passages, right, in the desert? Is that is that true? Um, I mean, it, it really all depends on where you're at. I mean, May can definitely get toasty. 
it, it just kind of depends. Funny enough, like if you're down further south around kind of the Tucson area, um, you know, going up Mount Micah and, and coming over um, the Gordon Hibashi Trailhead, kind of close to Mount Lemon and stuff, you're at much higher elevation. Oh, I didn't think about that. Sky Islands, so there's still flowing water, and it's not that bad. It's actually funny enough. Um, a lot of people kind of get this thrown, kind of, uh, I guess, mixed up. The Arizona Trail is really unique because the northern section is actually the drier section than the southern section. Oh, I didn't know that. So there's actually more water down south. Like as you go closer into like the Sonoran Desert, there's more water in the Sonoran Desert than there is up here around Flagstaff uh, in the Coconino National Forest. So, uh, um, yeah. We should totally have talked to him it's, it's, before we planned this trip. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually it was really hard logistically to get without renting a car we didn't want to have to rent a car and we we like we, yeah, yeah. and we like not doing loops if we don't have to so it was hard logistically to to get to any other place other than something around phoenix yeah. and ending something around flagstaff um so actually what we're doing now we changed our plans a little bit is we're flying into vegas and driving south still the same we're just not flying into phoenix um, cause it was a little bit easier logistically, but now like, I don't want to go to Phoenix anyways, places all yeah. <laughs> we, uh, now it's like, so like a week ago, I, I, know, I gave, I gave this an 80% chance of happening a week yeah. ago. Now it's about now. It's, well, I don't know. I, I honestly yeah. don't know. <laughs> and we're still going to backpack that week. It's just, we might not be able to get, I don't know if they, if they like shut down domestic travel, I don't uh, uh, Wait, no AZT yeah. for us. Yeah. So it yeah, was, it was it, just it a, sucks, man. This whole situation is just it. It's such a bummer, like on a lot of different levels for a lot of different people. Um, for me in particular, you know, mm-hmm. everything that I had going on this right. year, I was supposed to go like from the AT to Peru. I was going to ask you, is Peru, is Peru off? In Indiana is Peru off? I mean, right. We were going to go May. I think we were going to. The plan was to be. I was going to be doing a showing of my film. Um, on May the 2nd in Charlotte, North Carolina at a brewery. And then we were basically going to jump right from there to kind of starting early production on the little short film that I was going to shoot in Charlotte because the company I'm shooting the film with is based out of Charlotte. And then we were basically going to get on a plane on May 10th and fly to Peru. And I mean, with how everything's going on, even if they opened everything up, right? Yeah, you you think if if we're like two weeks behind like a bunch of European countries Mm -hmm. and then like South America is like two weeks behind us. Yeah. So at, at that point, even if everything cleared up here, I mean, everything down in South America could still be really rough and they might not even want, you know, with America now being yeah. like the epicenter for that virus. Like they're like, no, 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 no. Stay your ass. Dirty, dirty Americans. Right. Right. We've got, dude, I saw somebody. So I don't know if you're affected by this. Although Arizona, you might be, there is a mass exodus of people leaving New York city right now. And we're seeing, we're They're seeing stopping people. We're seeing like New York plates pop up in Ohio. And we're like, what the hell? Um, and, and and Phoenix is is a big is a big resort town for East Coasters too. So I would think you you might see one on Flagstaff, but uh, I would think you'd see that too. But now it's like I don't want them coming here. <laughs> I don't know. No man, it's it's insane. Where, where are you guys located at? Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. Ohio. Are in Columbus, yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know you're from Indiana either. Yeah, yeah, I grew up in Evansville, Indiana. Mm. Um, I used to go to Columbus like once a year. Um, I used to, I used to race triathlon, I raced triathlon for eight years, okay, uh, semi professionally. And 
I used to, uh, there was a race up in Sandusky, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at, at Cedar Point called Rev 3 that I used to do every year. It's a big race for me every year. And uh, I always used to come to Columbus and go through Columbus. And, and I have a couple of friends that used to live in Columbus. So we'd stop through there and see them. It's, um, Columbus, you know, like Ohio, well, you're from in the, you're yeah. from the Midwest. This is great. You can appreciate this. The Midwest and Ohio gets a lot of shit <laughs> from the outdoor. Well, I mean, to yeah. be fair, yeah. I give the Midwest a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good, like, it's a, got some good cities. Cedar Point's pretty sweet. You get on the roller coasters. <laughs> That's the funny thing, man, is I've done that race. See, I've done that race three times, like. And, you know, every time that I raced, it was, it was always, uh, I raced the 70.3, which is a half iron. Oh, nice. Right. Um, and you know, whenever you get there, you're obviously, you've been training and stuff and, and you're in the, the taper to where you're yeah. not training, you're letting your body rest so you can race. So, you know, getting on a roller coaster is like the last thing you want to do yeah, before the race. And then once you get done doing a 70.3, like the last thing you want to do is get on a roller yeah. coaster. Yeah. So, I've been up to Cedar Point three times and not been on a single ride. Oh, it's, it's, it's like, like you, you finish in the park and oh, I get to cool. like actually enjoy the park. It's being a theme park. So I didn't, uh, I didn't know they had a triathlon out there. I did the, um, in, in, they G- might, not, they, they, they they might not do it anymore. Yeah. Um, I mean the last, the last year I raced was 2013. That was the last, last, the last mm. time I raced that one. Um, I think Rev Three actually the people who used to put the race on. I think they went belly up for a couple of years. They're back now, but they might have dropped like all their Midwest races at the point um, when they kind of went belly up for a while. No one so, wants to race in the Midwest I anymore. I know. I uh, I was gonna <laughs> tell you we went to uh, in January. I don't. I obviously do not do triathlons, but I I've, I've been doing marathon running the last couple of years, and I did the. I did the Disney World Marathon in January, and then, oh, nice. and then, then I did two entire days in theme parks. The days after it, and it was awful. It's a mistake, wasn't it? <laughs> it was awful. It was a huge mistake. It was just a on that. huge mistake. And I'm glad. I mean, I'm just glad though. I'm glad we did it because we we got back from that trip in mid January, and that's when this virus thing started yeah. to be like a real thing. Yeah, and then it just it, it accelerated like crazy, and like. So I don't know, is Arizona in an official like shelter in place? Um, no, they haven't really passed the shelter in place, um, which everybody here wants them to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it's kind of a bummer, but but what's wild is like, you know, all the counties like have shut down and kind of done their own little shelter in yeah, place thing. Yeah. All restaurants are shut down, all bars are shut oh, down. Okay, so you're effective. It, it, it's just like shelter in place, yeah. but like I guess the governor has yet to just be like, all right, like, let's yeah. just call it shelter. I mean, that's basically what it is at this point, but yeah, the, the, yeah, Ohio, the Ohio governor wild, was, he was aggressive. We were at aggressive it, over and, here. And everybody was calling for it. So it's, it's, it was, everyone was happy about weird, it. Weird though. Cause Andy and I, um, like we just have normal, like cubicle jobs, but we're ever, our entire company just work from home indefinitely forever. So, Right. It's, really? Yeah. It's it's good, but it's weird. You know, like get up and put my PJs on and go to work. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah, it's kind of nice. <laughs> um, but it's it's weird because there's no like there's no end. They're just like indefinitely work from home for it, yeah. and we're we're thinking at least two months. Oh yeah, at least at least yeah. What what are you doing? Hey, you know what's weird for me is like I, I've spent the last God almost five years technically three years, like basically full-time traveling, yeah. um, whether mm-hmm. it's hiking or 
or driving or, you know, I spent all last year making a film and international traveling. And it's, it's like, this is the first time in probably three years that like, I'm just sitting in one place. And it's very strange. Like at first it was great. Like when I got back, uh, I I had to fly back, which was a a whole other story. It was something I totally didn't want to do. It freaked me out. Absolutely freaked me out. And I'm not usually like a person, um, you know, with the whole, the whole virus thing being out on trail, it was just kind of like anything else, right? Like everybody was like, Oh, there's a coronavirus. Same as like, you know, a couple of years ago. Oh, there's Ebola. Oh, there's swine flu. So it was, you know, and and whenever you do something like a long distance hike, like you're familiar with stuff like, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, why can't I think of it? Um, norovirus norovirus is a real thing along this is especially the at so when someone's like it's the coronavirus you know like at first everyone's like can't be worse than norovirus (laughs) Um, right so that was kind of everybody's mentality out there and you know whenever it got real and you know i I keep telling everybody this like it got real you have to imagine like everybody's sitting at home or at work or something and you got to see constant updates of it getting real right out on trail, it, it's not like that. You're yeah. you're hiking. You're not paying attention. It's not like you're looking yeah. at the screen the whole time you're hiking. Most time, you know, you don't have signal, especially if you're an AT&T, AT&T customer. You don't. <laughs> and, um, you know, so every time you flip on your phone, there's like a little thing about like, oh, like there's more cases. And you're thinking like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then the next time you flip open your phone, it's like, you know, hey, like this, yeah. this place is kind of suggesting maybe a state of emergency. And you're like, that's really weird. And then in the next time you flip on your phone, it's like all hell is broken. Yeah, loose. Right. Everybody's losing their mind. Everything's shutting down. And you're in the middle of nowhere standing on top of a mountain. Like, what the shit am I yeah, supposed to be? Yeah. yeah. Well, so it's weird. Like, I, there's so many people that are being like super judgmental right now about hikers that were out there, hikers that maybe are still out there. But like the thing that those people don't realize is like it's easy to say that stuff because you got to watch it develop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like being a hiker on the trail, it's a totally different situation. It's just like it comes out of nowhere and it's, you know, you're not just watching it roll in. It's just all of a sudden everything's fine and then boom, it blows up. Yeah. And it's like, oh crap, what do I do? How do I get off the trail? How many more miles do I have to hike out? How many days is it going to take me to get to a place to where I can, you know, I got to call somebody now. How long is it going to take them to get to me? Where can I get to to get off the trail? You know, and it's it's the thing that sucks about it is there's so many people that were being judgmental about it um, that are still judgmental. that Don't understand. Like, you can't just like, you know, instantly get transported off the trail yeah. like, by some magical retractor beam. Right. Like <laughs> and, and go back home. Like there's a lot of logistics that come into that. Um, so, yeah, it got really weird really quick. And then from going from that to where even the day that I got off the trail, the day before I got off the trail, everything, there was still talk about it, but everything was still somewhat normal. You still saw people, nothing was shut down. Like I was in Franklin, North Carolina, um, the day before I got off the trail and like nothing, there were people talking about it, but there was no, you know what I mean? There was no like, Oh, this is the end of the world. Like apocalypse. Like we should all hunker down feeling. Um, and then you know, when I got off of the trail, uh, my buddy Benny came and picked me up because he lived about three hours from where I was close to. Um, and then, like, I remember, like, driving into, like, going to his house and going through his hometown and everything just being shut down. And, right. like, 
a post-apocalyptic town. I was like, what the hell is going yeah. on? Oh, that's <laughs> creepy. So, and then, yeah. yeah, and then being in an airport and trying to like get on a plane and there only being like six people on a plane and everybody's got like wide eyes and terrified and looking at each other. Like we're all going to stab each other. <laughs> it was just like, this is not, you know, going, doing that normal everyday life is one thing, but like going from trail situation where you're like, yeah. you know, everything's peaceful and everything's zen and you're kind of in your groove going straight to that it was like super jarring uh very very awkward yeah so uh, did you have any of those like panic moments once you got back where you're just taking your temperature all the time (laughs) yeah i mean i have been so i got back last sunday oh so I've, i've been back for a week i've been in flagstaff for a week i've been off the trail for almost two weeks now uh, which is weird because time flew by really yeah, fast yeah. sitting around not doing anything usually time moves by slow but for me it's just been like moving quick um and yeah i mean i just went outside yesterday for the first time since i've been back just to step outside and get some fresh air but mm-hmm. i have not like went out of that door oh wow since i got here because it just freaked me out. Yeah. It's like one thing of, you know, everybody's telling you that and social distancing, but whenever like you're in an airport, like I had a layover for like an hour, uh, at Dallas, there was nobody in that airport. I got off of the plane and it was just like empty. And if you've ever been to the Dallas, yeah, 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 so it, it was really off putting. Um, and then I flew straight from there into Flagstaff and like the Flagstaff airport was basically just shut down. Yeah. Like all the lights were off and stuff. We landed <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and like all the lights are already off in the building and stuff, you know, get, get my, my box that I flew with. And, uh, yeah, and it, it was creepy. It, it was definitely awkward. Um, what, uh, so what was the, um, cause I know you're, you're out on the AT and your service is spotty. So like wh- how much time lapsed? Like, did you turn on your phone one day and it was like the AT- ATC has shut down the AT and then were you just like, get the hell out of there? Like, how did that work? So what happened, what happened is I, I put out a video this past Tuesday yeah. um, and I, I tried to kind of explain it loosely, but didn't want to go too in depth with it because regardless of like, you know, your opinion of what you tell people and, and how things are, you know, people are still going to say what they want to say and, and believe what they want to believe. So I, I tried to deliver as much information as I could without dragging on yeah. the story right so whenever i flew out to the at i flew out a few days before i started and i started on march the 10th again you know like there was some talk like oh there's this thing called coronavirus yeah. but at the time you know just like everybody i'm sure was like oh yeah ebola oh yeah, yeah. bird flu oh yeah everything else that like everybody's been told for years mm-hmm. and years and years um and I try to be somewhat of a logical person, you know, I need, I need some sort of fact or need to somebody to like hit me in the face with something yeah. to really show me that like, Hey, this is serious. So, you know, I, I flew out of Phoenix, uh, that day The the Phoenix airport was pretty normal, mm-hmm. still busy. Yeah. I saw one person in that entire airport that had like a face mask on. And if you ever do like any international flying or yeah. anything yeah. or fly a lot, you'll see typically a lot of people with face yeah. mask on, whether there's a virus or <laughs> or not so yeah. i was like oh that's kind of weird maybe people are just taking precautions cool get there got picked up by my buddy we went to his hometown for a couple of days and hung out to kind of decompress before i started hiking everything was fine nothing was shut down nobody was talking about it got to Dahlonega, georgia uh, which is the closest town uh next to springer where a lot of people kind of start their their hike everything was fine nothing was shut down nobody was talking about it 
get up to Springer on March 10th. Everything was fine. Nobody's talking about it. And, you know, started hiking, got to Nell's Gap, which is your, your kind of your first um, contact with civilization. Right. Which you yeah. start, it's about 34 miles into the trail. Um, and again, everything was fine there. Nobody was saying anything, talking about anything. I heard like a toilet paper joke. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <At this point. laughs> and, then, and then I heard this, I heard this couple talking about, uh, they were some college kids and they were out doing a section hike. And I'm sitting there out on the patio and eating a pizza and I wasn't going to stay the night. I was going to keep hiking for the day. And, um, I heard them talking about how they were going to get off there. They were on spring break and they were just hiking a section from Springer to Neils and they were going to get off there, but they had seen, um, hearsay that they were going to close classes at the college that they went to. Um, and that they, that they were going to extend the break. And they're like, well, if that's going to, you know, we're just going to hang out here for the night. And if that's the case, then we're just going to keep hiking on the trail. Yeah. And that's it. Like, that's all anybody said about it. Um, and then when I got to Franklin, North Carolina on day five, that's when things kind of seemed, it, it wasn't panic. It wasn't like everything shutting down. This is a massive thing. But there was talk, right? There was, um, I think, Elmer's. Uh, which is a really old historical hostel that's in um, Hot Springs, North Carolina, uh, he closed. He's like an 80-year-old man. Mm -hmm. So I guess like just with the talk, oh, he right. went ahead and closed. Right. Yeah. And there was that talk because I have some friends that started a hostel this year uh, in Franklin, and I stayed with them. And they were like, did you see that Elmer's closed? And I was like, no, really? And they're like, yeah. And, you know, there's other people that are talking about, like, if this thing blows up and it gets out of hand, like, Hostels might have to start closing, and they were kind of worried about oh, that. That's right? a they good were talking point. about it. Yeah, I wouldn't think about that because you yeah. got people coming in all over. Right. So, but aside from that, I mean, we went to this this local outfitter called Outdoor Seventy Six, and they were still open. It was real dead in there, and they were talking about how they were worried that if things started shutting down because of all this, that like, what were the hikers that were still on trail going to do? Like they, they kind of needed outdoor 76 to resupply because mm. people send their boxes to places. Yeah, right. So 76 takes people's resupply boxes. And they're like, you know, we're worried if they make a shutdown, how are hikers that are still on the trail that need resupply, that need the support, where are they going to get support from? And I had a little conversation with, with the guy that runs it. Um, and then again, everything just, Felt fine. Took a zero the next day to hang out with my friends. Kind of an unplanned zero. Just kind of wanted to spend some time with them. And that morning, uh, we went out. I got dropped back off. It, it's a. It's called Winding Stair Gap. It's it's kind of where you come into Franklin at. Um, and we, I, I took off hiking. We said bye to each other. Gave him a hug. Took off hiking and like got in about ten miles, eight ten miles up onto a spot called Wyabald. Uh, old, there's an old famous fire tower, a big stone fire tower that sits on top of Wyabald. And like sun breaks, it'd been raining all morning. Sun breaks, I have service, turn on my phone. And man, I turn my phone on, hit Instagram, <laughs> and I start seeing boo, boo, boo. all of this stuff. Oh, yeah. It was insane. I saw that uh, my buddy Legend, um, he was posting a bunch of people. He had posted something saying that he was going to postpone his hike. He was going to go out and try to do an FKT of the AT this year and then an wow. FKT of the PCT. Um, and he had said that he's going to postpone his hikes. 
And then he started reposting a bunch of other hikers that I know saying that they were going to post on their hike. I'm like, what in the hell is going yeah. on? Yeah. Like something must have happened. And then all of a sudden I see legend had posted the the statement that the ATC oh, had made that mm-hmm. day. And it was right around like, I think noon or something. It was that morning when they made that statement. Okay. And then so you instantly saw that when thing. I read that statement, I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, regardless. And it, you know, to be honest, like for me, it was a battle because I had the same mindset that a lot of people have. I was like, Oh, well, like, you know, I'm not going to go to a city where they're shutting it yeah, down right. or safer on the trail. Right? Yeah, and yeah, I had yeah. that mentality for a second. And then I had to sit there and think about it. And I was like, no, I'm not, you know, with, I, I've been an ATC member for years. Um, you know, since I've done the AT back in 15, respect the hell out of the trails, respect the hell out mm-hmm. of public lands. Right. And for me, it was like, it was more of an ethical thing. I was just like, even if, because in the statement and, and the statement was skewed because the statement said, we're asking hikers that will soon be starting their hike to postpone oh, their okay. hike. Not people on it. Right. And then it said, but then it said, if you plan on staying on the trail, we recommend you getting off. But if you plan on staying on the trail, here's some guidelines to follow. Like, okay. you know, make sure you're washing your hands, have enough money to quarantine yourself for 14 days. If for some reason you feel sick, yada, 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 yada. So I read that and I was just like, if I keep hiking, if I decide that I'm going to keep hiking, it's one, it's setting a bad example. Right. Yeah. Two, I don't want to, you know, they had said in there that what they were worried about, and the, it's the first thing I thought about, were all the small communities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thinking about Elmer and Hot Springs, being an 80-year-old man, people that are like super, you know, susceptible to it. Um, and it's just all the people you come in contact. A lot of people think that you're out there like, you know, tromping through the woods in the right. wilderness for yeah. months on end, yeah. like living off the land. <laughs> like, no, you're not. <laughs> it's like every three days you're coming to a road where someone's doing trail magic and you're going into a town to resupply and stand at a hostel. So it's it's super like connected. You're constantly connected with people at shelters, at trailheads, at, at everything. And I was just like, this isn't worth it. Like it's not worth it because I don't if something were to happen and you know, a, a town on the AT was to shut down because there was some virus outbreak. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be responsible for that. I don't want to be I, one. I don't want to risk myself mm-hmm. uh, Two, like that. I, I'm, I'm not going to jeopardize like the communities and stuff that I spend so much time like trying right. to yeah. raise awareness for. And I mean, I just got this last year. I just spent a whole year making a film yeah. to, to raise money and support yeah. the Arizona trail and the community. I'm like, there's no way that I'm going to jeopardize. Yeah. Like, I, I practice what I preach. Um, so yeah, I, I whipped open my phone. I called my wife. I told her, and even she was skeptical. She's like, don't give <laughs> really? in to like, social pressure. And I'm like, I don't know if it's, social <laughs> pressure. I just think it's being smart. Yeah. Um, and I said, you know, the ATC had released this thing. I called my friends and, and Franklin, um, at the hostel and told them what was going on. And they said that if, you know, I needed them to come pick me up, if they were ready. Um, and then I called my buddy, Benny, um, who lives in Tennessee, who wasn't too far from where I was at. And he told me if I was around that area, if I needed anything to come stay with him. So I called him up and said, Hey, can you, can you meet me at the NOC, um, in North Carolina? Can you meet me tomorrow morning? I'm going to get off the trail. And even he was just like, what's going on? Wow. I mean, it was Jeez. just, it was, it was that quick. And I, I camped that night. There was a couple hikers that were camped around the shelter that I, you know, there were some in the shelter. There was one camped outside and 
I basically spent that day and I hated doing it because when I was on the PCT in 2018, there was so much fear mongering. There always is on yeah. trails. People are like, don't go into the Sierras. Like people are dying in yeah. the Sierras. Don't do it. You need <laughs> ice axe and, and crampons and snowshoes and, you know, and it gets out of control. So, but I was trying to do my part and I had made my decision to get off trail. I was trying to spread that to other hikers. Right. And just like, and the wild thing is how nobody knew, mm-hmm. like, I would, I'd see a group of hikers, I'd be hiking down the trail and come up on a group of hikers taking a break. I'm like, have you guys seen the statement that the ATC put out? Or I said, have you, do you guys know anything about, um, the trail and what's coming up and stuff? And they're like, oh yeah, we saw that the NOC is going to close tomorrow. Mm. I said, yeah, I saw that. But have you seen the, the statement that the ATC put out? They're like, no, everybody I came into contact with. No, they had not seen that at all. Well, we, so I was, Yeah. I mean, we watched your video and it was, uh-huh. it was, it was excellent. About, how, uh, looking back, <laughs> how good of a decision was it for you to get off that trail? Looking at the spread of this I thing? Mean, like I mean, it was a great decision. And, you know, for me, it was just, it was trying to think about the other thing that I took into account and what I told a lot of hikers when I kind of where I was going with that is I tried not to be fear mongery, right? I, t- I tried not to be like, get the hell off the trail. Yeah, we're all yeah, gonna right, die. Right, right. Yeah. But what I, what I tried to just, I tried to be logical with them. And I said, Hey, the ATC is suggesting that people get off the trail. Um, I've heard of a couple people, places closing. Is this your guys's first hike? And everybody would be like, yeah, it's our first hike. I'm like, all right, just know that if you stay on the trail, it's going log- to gonna turn into a logistical nightmare. Oh, yeah. Um, one, we were only like maybe 40 miles from entering the Smokies. Mm-hmm. Once you go into the Smokies, yeah. like there's one way out. It's up at Newfound Gap. Um, and if they shut down the Smokies, the road to the Smokies, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Right after the Smokies, there's Standing Bear. If they shut down, you're screwed to Hot Springs. If Hot Springs shuts down. So it was going to become, that was my big thing. And what I thought about a lot is, if I plan to stay out here and everything starts shutting down, which it did, um, it's going to basically going to become impossible to hike. And then it's unsafe and then it's irresponsible. Mm -hmm. And then it's just, and that's really what it comes down to. It's just respecting the trail. Um, I I think there's a lot of hikers right now that are luckily in the last week, a ton have got off, Mm -hmm. but there's still a couple like holdouts out there. They're out there. And and, you know, what it is, is if you talk to any of those hikers that are still out there, they're all new hikers. Mm-hmm. And it's because when you start a long distance hike and you start your first hike, it's this thing that you've saved up all your money yeah. for. You put your life on hold and you've quit your job and you've given your entire life to walk, you know, from terminus to terminus. And it's your goal and it's what you're going to do and nothing is going to stop you from doing it. So the idea of getting off trail is like, it doesn't even make sense. Right. It's like, no way. Like, yeah. You'll have to chop both my legs off and my arms and I'll have to drag myself by my teeth yeah. to get to the end. <laughs> it's just not so. But once you, you do that hike, once you do your first hike and you continue kind of in the long distance hiking community, you realize, and for me, it was like realizing about halfway through my first hike is it's more about the community. It's more about the people that support the trail. It's more about the other hikers that are out there. It's having respect for the thing that you're out there enjoying it's practicing what you preach you know it's saying that like i love this thing well it's also standing up for that thing yeah. and respecting that thing and i think a lot of those new hikers just don't have that mindset mm-hmm. yet so they're seeing all these people freaking out they're seeing all these people bashing them and, and shaming them and it's it's 
having the reverse effect. Those hikers are being like, well, screw you. You're not out yeah, here. Like, yeah. I'm not getting off the trail. Piss on you. Yeah. And that's what it's doing. It's making, and that's where it's, it's the wrong attitude to get like, to get so angry with them and tell people that they're wrong and that they're doing the wrong thing. They're being ignorant and, and shaming them because all that's going to do. It's like, if you tell someone not to press the big red button, what do they want to do? Yeah. They want to press the big red button. It's the same thing. So it's been really difficult to watch that and then watch this weird thing. You know, I've, I've had to sit here for a week and kind of like swallow my pride a lot. I, I have let it out a little bit and, uh, <laughs> and, and made comments here and there, but it, it, it kills me. It kills me to watch the community divide yeah. and it, it kills me that the hiking community will never be the same after this. Yeah. It'll never be the same because people are going to really show their colors. People are going to show how much they care, how much they don't care, who supports who. And it's just like next year, hell, this year, if all this clears up in a month and everybody goes back out there, it won't be the same. There's a, that, that love and that, that respect for each other won't be there. Yeah. There's, it scares the hell out of me. There's a big saying right now amongst a lot of people that like in times like this, we need to be thinking about we and not I. And it crosses exactly. it crosses over to, to everything. I could not imagine quitting my job. Oh, I know. I know. Saving up thousands of dollars. I know. And yeah. this literally hit like you're a week into the trail. I know. Like it's, it's awful. Could you, yeah. and, and then can you imagine how much of, I, how much of dick you look like if you're still out there? I know. <laughs> like just, going into these towns. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, it's like it, they're not thinking about it that way. Yeah, they're yeah. not thinking about it that way. And and here's the other thing that a lot of people don't realize is those towns, and I love them to death. I love those hostels to death. I love Trail Angels to death. I love all of them because they've supported me over the years. They've helped me complete my hike. But you got to think, like right now, economy, bad. Right? Yeah. A lot of small businesses, yeah. hostels, <clears throat> resupplies, yeah. restaurants are in fear of shutting down. Mm-hmm. Well, they depend, those small towns depend right. on hiking season. Yeah. Right? These hikers come Absolutely. I didn't think about money. that. I mean, all those hostels that. that, yeah, all those so, hostels. So you're going to have yeah. hostels, you're going to have restaurants that are not, they're not going to encourage people to get off that. the trail. They're going to say, hey, come yeah. on in, we'll take care of you. Yeah, I yeah. did not think and about that. that. that sucks because it's it's spreading the wrong yeah. message. And then it's, it's making that, it's giving that hiker uh, you know, validation and being like, well, they don't want us to leave. They yeah. want us to come into the town. I never, yeah, but they're not that. thinking about, yeah. 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 And it, I've watched that. Like I've spent a whole week again, biting my tongue a lot, watching that banter back and forth between people, just thinking like some of you people just aren't realizing the actual situation that's going on here. This like, yeah, this is interesting because we're not in the long distance hiking community. No, <laughs> we're so, weekend warriors right. very much. So we're just seeing. We're some pissed of the- about our seven day trip to Arizona being up in flight. <laughs> <laughs> Six month through hike. <laughs> I know, man. Just I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. You know, so many. You I, know, just it's awful. I tried to say it. I tried to say it in my video. Um, you know, I. I know what it's like. Um, there was a particular hiker, and I won't mention their name, um, but they were out there, and they have they—they're an influencer, right? They, they have a, a bit of a following, yeah. and they were out on the trail, and they were a holdout. They were deciding not to get off the trail, and it was crushing me to see that person because it was their first hike. They were, you know, they're—they're they're trying to be a spokesperson for the trail. They're trying to inspire people. They're putting out media, and then. 
it, it crushed me to see that person not thinking about the we, right? Yeah. Thinking about more than me and being an influencer for the community. And I personally reached out to that person. I was lucky enough to get oh. the person's number and yeah, and reached out and just try to like, you know, not be hateful, not right. be judgmental and just try to level with the person be like, look, if anybody knows how awful it is to get off trail in 2015, I was 1600 miles into the AT and I had to get off the trail 1600 miles yeah. and had to call my hike in 15 and it crushed me. It ate me up. It went through post-trail depression. Yeah. Like you wouldn't believe it. It's what made me start my channel. It's mm -hmm. what made me start all of this was because I needed a way to cope with it. Right. Um, and like getting off trail, you know, I, I, I 1600 miles in like, is insanely hard yeah. like and just 100 miles in 50 miles into a trail it's insanely hard to get that far and feel like hey i'm gonna do this um and then just have to throw in the towel it's really really hard to do and it's it's something i think a lot of people aren't thinking about whenever they try to bash people and they try to shame people they're not trying to like level with that person and think okay well where th where's that person's mind right now and then also take into account they're out on the trail they're still getting support from trail angels. Mm. They're still getting support from hostels. So there's this like weird dividing line that's kind of being drawn in the hiking community. How did, uh, awful, how did this person respond to you reaching out to them? Um, the, <laughs> the first response was a little, um, like, on the defense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a, a little bit, just a little bit. It's just like, I'll hike my own hike. Okay. Still, still open to it and i just again i was just i just like and you know i i started my message the same way i said it in that video like i know where you're coming from like i was out there i'm not a person that's just sitting on the internet mm -hmm. i'm not a person that's just on a facebook page they didn't get to start their hike because i think that there is to a point when all this started there's a little bit of jealousy right like if if you were gonna start your hike and you hadn't got there yet and you still saw people on the trail yeah. that were getting to do the thing yeah. that you can't go yeah. through. There's got to be some form of jealousy. Yeah. So you're going to say, get the hell off the trail. Like, it's just, it's going to happen. Like, that's just, we're, we're humans and that's how we act. That's just how we're wired, right? So, right. Um, so I tried, anybody that I try to connect with, I try to be as level as possible and be like, look, I know I was out there. I decided to get off and here's the reasons why something maybe that you're not thinking about, or maybe you are thinking about it, but just know if you plan to keep hiking and things get worse, you're going to put yourself and everybody else in a situation. that's going to be much worse than just getting off the trail right yeah. now. And maybe we're all wrong. Maybe this all blows over in a week and okay, you lost a week. That's so not what? happening. Tell that's, everybody happen. they're wrong. that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can tell every, you can tell everybody they're wrong, rub it in their face and go back to hiking. Yeah. Like if you waited yeah. you know, 3 years to do this hike, you can surely wait a couple weeks or a month. And again, if everyone's wrong and it's all a hoax, then you can rub it in everyone's face and tell them they were dumb and get back to doing what you were doing anyways. Yeah. So like there's there's nothing to lose. Yeah, like yeah. why? Why wouldn't you do it? So that was kind of how I leveled with with that person and then Luckily, they they came to their their senses and and they thought about it in that way, and they got off the trail. And right. I'm hoping that by putting out that video, um, and I, I felt late to putting out that video because I was, you know, that was a week after I got off the trail. I put that out on Tuesday. But what people don't realize is, like, 
again, there's a lot of logistics yeah, to getting off the trail. I had right. to get off the trail. I had to take care of myself. I had to figure out how to fly back here, which was ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Oh, I thought flight yeah. was supposed to be cheap. Oh, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like booking a flight like a day in advance. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, it, well, it was two days, two days at least. <laughs> But it was from small airport to small airport, yeah, yeah. and it was really expensive. Um, oh, and you know, I I had to get back here, kind of self quarantine myself, make sure I was safe before I could stop and make a YouTube video for everybody. Yeah. So it's weird. I've I've gotten all kinds of weird feedback, and people are like you were so late to making this video. Like who I'm, says I'm that? Sorry. Really? You're like a weird. That's, that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> oh, there's there's a couple people. <laughs> yeah, like, I bet. You know, it's irresponsible that it took you this long to make this message. I'm what? like, I'm sorry. I was trying to take care of myself yeah. and my loved ones. And Do you... sorry I didn't make a video to entertain you. Um, <laughs> are you are you almost at the point where you should stop reading comments, do you think? Yeah, I was going to so ask you that. Now. Um, you got you get, you know, to get some bad ones. You got to get just, yeah, just... Just trolls left and right. If they're, if they're... Oh, oh, I do totally. And, and you know the thing that irritates me is I, I'm a very, I'm a very prideful person. Like yeah. I'm all about pride. I'm very proud of what I do. Um, and for me, creating media, I've said it a million times. You know, I didn't go out to do the AT and start a YouTube channel so I could be a famous YouTuber. And mm -hmm. that was not in the cards for me. Jokes like, on I you. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> totally a mistake. Um, <laughs> Uh, and you know, I, I, I didn't have a Facebook account when I went out to do the AT. It's just, that wasn't a thought for me. I started doing it because I wanted to be connected to the community. Mm -hmm. And then I really started doing it and kind of going like full time doing it because I wanted to give back because it's always been about the community for me. When I went out to do the AT, I was a very selfish person. I, I didn't really like people to be honest. The AT, the hiking community is what really brought uh, a different personality out of me. It's what made me feel connected to people. I was very, well, you guys know from the Midwest, everybody's blue collar. Yeah. Everybody stays to themselves. Um, and that's how I was when we went to do the AT. And then when I got off, I just felt like I needed to do something to give back to the trail. We were living in New Mexico at the time. You know, it's not like I was going to go out and open a hostel. I couldn't go do trail magic. So my way of connecting to it was by creating videos and that's always been my goal from day one is like, I love hikers. I love the community. I love it. I love other creators. Mm -hmm. um, I just think it's amazing. Like we're just living in such a cool time where we can all connect yeah. on like like-minded things. Like we never could before. So for me, like I'm a very proud person. So like whenever there's a bunch of comments, I love reading through comments yeah. and responding to people. They're like, right on, man. And like, I like to get on there and screw with people and joke back <laughs> yeah, and and answer questions. You know, I've been doing it for five years now and like I get a ton of comments per video, yeah. but I still try to go and answer as many as I Good possibly can just because yeah. I love staying connected with people. It's my biggest thing. So when I'm cruising down through comments, I'm like being positive and like energetic and loving yeah. it. It's driving me to want to do more. And then there's some just, you know, prick that wants <laughs> to leave some message on there. I just, I got too much pride, man. I can't like, I can't step away from it. Um, it's a problem. Is that, <laughs> is that why, uh, I noticed on one of your gear videos, I, I watched it like a week ago where you were joking about like how there's no green screen in the background. Oh yeah. I saw that. <laughs> Someone ripping on you for that. I saw yeah, that. Some, 
Yeah, some dude's like, uh, that's right. What was it? What was the original comment? Yeah, every once in a while, I'll just like, I'll throw a smart ass joke in a video. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, and most people don't get it. Most people don't know what I'm talking about. But for me, I'm just like, ha ha ha. <laughs> I own, like a little joke to myself. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's so weird, man. You know, it's weird for me because I'm not, I'm just not like that. I'm not wired that way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't try to base an opinion or have, yeah any feelings towards something that I have no frame of reference on. If I've never met anybody, I've never talked to them like this, even like this, like how can I make an opinion about them? How can I make claims against them? Like that's just that. I think that that's one of the biggest things that's wrong with our world. It's like, we're all so self-righteous and we think that like we know best and like, I'm going to tell you how I feel. And Mm -hmm. even though I have no clue what the hell I'm talking about, no frame (laughs) of reference of what I'm talking about. And that stuff drives me nuts, man. That's my biggest pet peeve. It's people making comments and, and 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 making statements on things that they have no frame of reference. Right. On. It drives me up a wall. So yeah, sometimes uh, I can't help but to answer a oh, comment. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're we're like a twenty fifth of your size, and we get them. I can only imagine man. the ones you get. <laughs> and I should be better than that. And you know, like, I no, try. yeah, no, you're you're having fun I, with it. I, I spend, you know, I, I spend most of my time trying to be as positive of an influence as I possibly yeah. can on people. Because again, like for me, and it's the thing that drives me nuts because those people that are leaving comments, those people that want to base opinions, they've never met me. They don't know who right, I am. They right. don't know what my motive is. Right. Um, so it's like when people leave a comment saying something like, you're just doing it for the money or something like that. Like, but you have no idea how much money I pay every year to public lands and yeah. like how much I give back to as much as I pay. Like that's my whole driving force. If yeah. you took that away, like trust me, I I used to be a machinist and tool and die maker by trade. I could make a lot more money going back to doing that yeah, right, than right. I am making YouTube videos for people. I do it because I love to share media and I love the community. Like that's my driving force. And then over the past year, I've kind of turned turned a leaf with that and been like okay well if i'm going to be doing this if i'm going to be a positive influence for a community that i love um i want to raise as much awareness and as much money and as much attention as i can for the things that i love and the things i care about um hence why i spent a whole year shooting a film right um to raise a bunch of money for you know a trail um and for public lands and a bunch of things that I'm going to be doing going forward is the same thing. Like I want to continue to to help protect and preserve these places so we can all enjoy them. So we can all go out and, and go after them. Like, I don't care about being a famous YouTuber like that. I, I hate the term YouTuber. It drives mm-hmm. me nuts. I can't <laughs> stand it. Um, oh, can't stand it. <laughs> um, I, um, I thought it was pretty sweet. I bought your documentary and I th- I didn't, I didn't realize at the time. First off, you could have charged a lot more than seven dollars. By the way, <laughs> I was like, "This is only seven bucks. This is like a professionally made video. This could be on Netflix." Uh, I thought it was yeah, cool. It went, it went on sale yesterday. Um, I didn't realize you were doing. You're giving half the proceeds to the AZT. I thought that was sweet. Yeah. So, so every showing that we've done, we've given a hundred percent of the proceeds back That's to awesome. the, uh, the yeah. ATA. That's sweet. That's um, so nice. And then the film, the whole. The whole point with the film from get go, from like uh, whenever I kind of came up with the whole idea for it, whenever I started to dream of the whole project, is that whenever we released it online, I wanted to give 50% of every penny made on the film um, to the ATA 
And then after a year of doing that, I'm just going to give the film to the ATA for them to make. 100% oh, that's of the sweet. Proceeds that's really. I didn't nice. know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, the, the director Matt, who's in the film, yeah. he didn't know that until about a couple months. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, him, I kept telling a bunch of other people, but never told Matt that. Um, that's funny. And then the other, it's funny. Like I had some. Speaking of trolls, I had some troll whenever I posted something about like 50 percent of the proceeds when I posted on YouTube when the film came out. Some dude's like, yeah, but where's the other 50% going oh, in your pocket? God. And I'm like, no, actually, 10% going to Vimeo for hosting it. And oh, then I, I, I paid about 5% for processing fees. And then the other percentage, um, which I guess I haven't really talked about it. I've talked about it with close friends and people that know me. But the other percentage, uh, the whole goal from the get-go was to take that other amount of money, put it into an account, and then that money is going to fund the next film project that I'm going to start at the end oh, of this year. Wow. So this is the awesome. first time I've actually publicly said that. Uh, oh, oh, boom. No, no, no. You're, you heard it here first. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, That's funny. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I never wanted to, and I haven't to this point of doing it. It's now 13, 13 and a half months of working on the film yeah. and having it done and all of that. Um, I've not made a penny off the film. And I don't want to make a penny off the film because the next film project, is also going to be going back to public lands. It's going to go back to raise money for public lands. But it's Colorado, um, Colorado Trail film, oh, Colorado Trail film. No man. <laughs> yeah. I know. Are you are you still um, planning on doing that this year with everything going on? I know that's in your plans, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean the the plan as of now is to fly out um, for Calgary uh, in Canada on. I won't give the exact date because uh, that gets weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the end of June. Um, and then I was supposed to start a through hike of the Great Divide yeah. Trail um, the first week of July. Get done with that. And then I was going to hop right from there to Denver and do the Colorado Trail southbound. Mm. So oh, nice. obviously that's still up in the air. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm hoping. I mean, it's the end of June. As long as everybody will take their ass home and yeah. stop hanging out at trailheads yeah. and, yeah. and being morons, then yeah, I, I, I think I can still go do it. But uh, Have you ever been out gotta, to the, to the well, CT? Hold on, hold on one second. I just have to get a comment real quick. It is certainly not yeah. unfair for you to take... Um, yeah, dude. To get paid from the documentary yeah. that you made. That's, I, li I like how we backed okay, up. Okay, like that. I just want to like, yeah. like, yeah, I know. That, that is those, not unfair. Those are those are man hours. We know how hard it is to produce high quality video I, content. Like those are man hours. You yeah. should definitely be compensated for that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's certainly yeah, great you what know, you're that's... doing. I mean, it's certainly admirable and, and wonderful. But nobody would should have ever given you crap yeah. if if it's you were to make a back. decision. Like, yeah, I'm going to take a certain proceeds so that I can live. Sure. And, yeah. And, you know, and that, that wasn't for anybody else. Like that wasn't, I didn't make that decision for anybody else. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I, that it's just kind of me. Like everything that I do, I put it back into the thing that I yeah. do. Like you know, I'm, I'm still like hiker trash through and through. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, for the first time in like three years, like I have a place, which is really awkward. <laughs> honestly, it's kind of uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm, I don't, it doesn't take much to 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 keep me keep me going. A little bit of kombucha every once in a while, nice. um, some, some food, and get to do a hike. So, like you know, making money and stuff has always been like, well, whatever I make from it, I'm just I want to get back. Mm -hmm. I want to put back into it. And yeah. So yeah, with the film, that was always the goal from from day one. Whether I had to fund it, right? Whether it was a hundred percent me, or whether it was bringing people on to help fund it, I wanted to give half to the ATA and take the other. 35% and 
and and do something else with it and do something bigger with it and just keep doing bigger things to keep you know i can we're all hikers right and it doesn't take much to be a hiker like honestly like if we all if we shed away all the other crap of like i've hiked this many miles you've hiked this many miles it's putting a bag on your back and walking through the damn yeah, woods right, like a chimp right. can do it. Yeah. It doesn't take anything to do it. <laughs> buying gear, buying a piece of gear and talking about it is also not an amazing talent. No. <laughs> I'm not amazing for it. You're not amazing for it. That's <laughs> funny. Just dumb That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. So, so, you know, for me, it's always been like, well, YouTube is great and I love it as an outlet. I love that I get to use it to share my passion, share my inspiration. But, as it gets bigger, like it's totally gotten way bigger than yeah. I ever wanted it to get. I tell people all the time and like, I'm not telling anybody that's watching this to go and subscribe for my channel because I hope to keep inspiring all of you. Yeah. Like it could have stopped at 20,000. It could have stopped at 10,000. I would have been just fine. Yeah. With that. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's all I wanted to inspire. Um, cause you know, as you know, with more numbers become more people that want to troll and yeah. not like you and you get more of a hate squad. Right. It gets, um, do you feel, do you feel pressure to, to, to be a positive i know uh, obviously you're a super positive person and and from what we see and uh and you're in you like giving back and 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 supporting trails and communities but do you feel do you feel pressure to do that with your following not really no i mean people kind of ask me that all the time like somebody asked me the other day um you know do you feel like you have to go and hike trails and put out things yeah because it's what people expect you to do like now if i did what people expected me to do like last year and this year i would have been like hiking the cdt so mm-hmm. i could get my triple crown so i could do what everybody <laughs> wants to watch me do instead <laughs> i decided to go Point. make a film get back to people yeah and go back out to the at yeah. to screw off for a couple months yeah. so yeah, I, I do what I'm I'm passionate about what I, what I love to do even if that means like i lose people even if that means that you know, I create more haters, even whatever, you know, it's, that's, I, I discovered a couple years ago, um, I'm going to get deep for a second. You guys ready? Oh, yeah, oh bring we, it. We, go deep. <laughs> go deep. Yeah. Um, so, you know, everybody's always looking for, for what they're supposed to do in life and, and what they're supposed to get back. And, you know, I, I, I've gotten caught up in the last handful of years of you know this whole youtube thing Mm -hmm. and it blew up really fast and weird for me because again like you guys know when you're a creator you kind of live in this vacuum Mm -hmm. in this bubble um you create something you put it out into the world and then you don't look at it again you go on to the next thing you're just constantly creating things putting out right so when i went out to do the pct in 2018 um i hadn't really been around a lot of people the channel had blown up but i hadn't really been you know on the at Mm -hmm. around a bunch of other hikers who knew who i was i put out a video put it up online went back to doing my thing i worked at a bike shop in uh albuquerque new mexico um you know even though i lived in albuquerque and i worked in an outdoor store like nobody was in a long distance like Mm -hmm. nobody knew who i was and then when i went out to the pct like everybody knew who i was Uh, and everybody wanted to stop and talk and take photos Jeez. And at first it was great. And I felt like, oh, wow, like this is great. Like people are telling me that yeah. I inspired them to come out here and that I helped them choose a backpack or a tent. And about halfway through my hike, I went through a bit of an identity crisis, um, which I don't I, I haven't really talked about. And I don't talk about it a lot. I think I've said it maybe once on a podcast. But it, it was weird for me because I would have people walk up to me and say stuff like and I'm not trying. This isn't me right. trying to gloat. This is me right. talking about how yeah. weird this is. 
somebody would walk up to me and say something like, you know, hey, man, your videos are amazing. Can I give you a hug? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I give them a hug. And they're like, I want to let you know, like, you helped save my life. Like, uh, my 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 father passed away and me and him used to backpack together and he's been gone for a handful of years. And I was depressed and I started watching your videos and you inspired me to come start backpacking again. You helped get me out here on the trail and like you helped save my life. People saying stuff like that to you. Um, whenever you live in this vacuum yeah. and you're just creating things because it's what you love to do, that like messed with me right. pretty yeah, hard. Because right. I'm like, I don't want that responsibility. Yeah, that's, that's a big not... burden. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And the original plan was when I got off the PCT, I was gonna do what everybody else wanted to do. And I was gonna go, you know, through hike the the CDT and get my triple crown yeah. and make it about me. And I was around Mount Shasta, um, Northern California. And I kind of went through a little bit of a breakdown. Like I, I thought a lot about like, you know, I don't want to be famous or right. I always say uh, I'm a second rate Kmart celebrity. <laughs> um, <laughs> for any of you that still know what a Kmart is. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> so I didn't want that. I don't want to be responsible for that. I don't want to, I didn't want to be stopped every five minutes and, mm-hmm. and have a photo taken of me and stuff like that. Yeah. And I battled with it for a couple of days and that's when I made the decision and I kind of had this thought, I was like, you know what? Like I've tried for years. Like I was, I used to own a restaurant. I owned a restaurant for eight years, um, a pizza restaurant. Um, I owned a recording studio for a little bit. I used to race triathlon. I'm a machinist tool and die maker by trade. Uh, I was a, I was a spinning instructor. uh, Cycling spinning. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, you um, just, you just glossed over a lot of things (laughs) really fast, but I won't let you finish. Let you finish this. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. That's like, that's like a, that's like a fraction of of the things that I've done. And I've tried all of these things and like, there's this whole Midwest mentality of like, you know, you get a career and you, you, you have a family and you leave a legacy behind, you have a kid and stuff. And that was Mm -hmm. never really in the cards for me. And I tried all these things to try to be quote unquote successful at, and I could never really find my place. And then I had this totally change of mind while I was out on the PCT. And I was like, you know, I'm never going to go to the moon. I'm not going to find the cure for cancer. I'm not, I'm not going to run for president and change the world politically. Like, that's not in the cards for me. That's not who I am. So what can I do to change the world a little bit? Like, just one person. And it's like, oh, I can turn on a camera and I can be positive and I can try to bring awareness to something that I love. And for some reason, some very awkward ass reason that changes someone's life. Yeah. Like that person that talked to me on trail. And that's when it, it clicked for me. And it became all about from that point forward. It became about other people. It became about trying to be as positive as possible. Even if that means like being cheesy and move my hands around, <laughs> move my eyebrows around and acting like a, an asshole on a camera. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it was, and I do, and I, I own it. Um, <laughs> if that brings a smile to somebody's face and that like helps them turn their life around and that helps them choose what backpack to buy and get out on a trail. And if that little thing changes their life and sets them down another path, I've somehow changed the world. Like I've somehow goofy enough. I've done that. And that's always been my goal from that day forward. Like, that's why I wanted to do the film. That's why I wanted to give back. That's why I wanted to do the things that I'm supposed to be doing this year. 
um, that I can't do right now. That's why I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to start production on another film at the end of this year. That's why I started a, a media company um, at the beginning of last year, uh, Outdoor Evolution. It was all to give back to other people and to make myself kind of this outlet of somewhat positivity. And obviously that comes with a, a downside of people being like, I don't like him because he's a cheese dick. It's my favorite thing that anyone's ever called me. And my, buddy geared up, my buddy geared up's watching. <laughs> oh, yeah. Somebody once called me a cheese. I don't like that guy because he's a cheese dick. I <laughs> When I read that, I instantly owned it, and I'm like, you know what? I am a cheese dick. I like <laughs> I've I've loved that ever since. Dude, that's funny. <laughs> um, no, that that's awesome. Like Andy and I, that whole that, I mean, that's that. If that isn't goddamn inspiring, I don't know what. Yeah, is. we um we you know we we got into YouTube two three years ago, and it it was purely like we we were we were watching a lot of youtube and we were backpacking a lot and i was like you know let's let's give our hand at this let's just make some videos let's just see where it goes you know we, we bought a gopro at rei and like you know this year we've had people come up to us like at the trail and email us and be like hey like like i got me and my wife are backpacking now because we watch your videos or like it's um, awesome isn't it yeah. it's it is awesome yeah. it is so, yeah. uh, it is by far the best thing about doing this and like we're small time but like we still like we reach people and they come up and they tell us that and i'm like that is incredible like that is why we just our whole thing is we just want we want people to get outside like this world would be a better place if more people spent more time outside and less time inside and like, just not right now. Not right no, now. No, not right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, stay inside stay, right stay, now. Stay inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, good call. Social distancing. Um, but we have people like we we were we were literally at uh, like a month ago. We were at a, a tiny little local spot an hour away, and Andy and I were getting our gear out of the truck. And this truck, uh, the, this car, comes down, looks at us, squeals on the brakes, does a one eighty, flips back around, pulls in the parking lot, and this this old married couple gets out and he's talking to us like, "Hey, like." We were watching one of your videos, and we wanted to come out this weekend. And we're like, we're like, that is freaking awesome. Yep, like that's yeah, awesome. Uh, it's that's the, what it's all about. Yeah, that's what it should always be the about. the power of YouTube sure. and uh, and like we were like that before we were YouTubing, and we were just watching people watching YouTubers backpacking. Like that's how it kind of impacted us too. Yeah, you know? yeah, it motivated yeah. us to do more. Backpacking. Um, and that is just so freaking cool to have someone tell. You. We've never had someone tell us they save we saved their life. We're not, we're not to that power yet. It is insane. The first time anyone ever told me anything like that was in 2017. This is before I'd hiked the the PCT. Um, I love telling this story because it, it legit freaked me out. And I I said something about being called a cheese dick. My buddy geared up (laughs) thinking that that was really funny. He was there for this story and he still likes to remind me of it every once in a while. Um, I went out to PCT days in 2017 and it's right like I was right in between, I, I put out a couple of videos that had kind of um, taken off and like everything had started blowing up yeah. and numbers started like moving quick mm-hmm. um, from one video. Um, and I was, we were about to go full time and we were about to, I was basically about to quit my job at the bike shop. We were going to travel full time, something I had wanted to do for a long time. Yeah. And I went out to PCT days. It was in August of 2017 flew out there i still thought nobody right there was a bunch of people who knew where i was out there and we're sitting outside of the cascade locks alehouse in the back they had this patio 
Um, shout out to Jules and Shelly. I hope you guys are doing good. That's shout my family. Out. I, I love. Nice. Yeah, shout out to Jules and Shelly at, at Cascade Locks. Um, sitting out back and I'm having a beer with a couple of southbound hikers that were coming through. And uh, we were just chatting about the trail. And we're all sitting around this table. And the back door flings open. And this lady, like almost like a cartoon, like jumps out of the door. And she like she looks around. And she makes eye contact with me. And she goes, oh, my God, you're here. And I was like, <laughs> hey. <laughs> she walks up. And she like she's like, can I please give you a hug? This is an older lady. She's probably like maybe in her like late 50s or something, maybe early 60s. She uh, she's like, can I give you a hug? And I'm like, yeah, sure. She gives me a hug. My buddy geared up, snapped a photo and he, he still has it. He likes to send it to me every once in a while just to screw with me. And then she she's hugging me and she goes, she she gets done hugging me. And then when she comes up and I, I make eye contact with her, she's crying. Wow. And she goes, she goes, you help save my marriage. Wow. And I was like, I was like, excuse me. <laughs> she goes, she goes, me and my husband um, have been married for how many years? I can't remember it. And we had kids and we've had an empty nest for years. They left the house. And we honestly, we were really close to having a divorce and we couldn't stand being around each other. And my husband started watching your videos and I sat down with him and started watching him. And that got us into backpacking. Wow. And now we hike together. Um, and we've been hiking like for the past handful of months. And it's, that's our thing. That's what we do together um, is we hike. And, and you help save my marriage. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I didn't help save your marriage. Like, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, but you did. And I'm like, oh, please don't tell me that. Like, that's that's deep. That's Dude, um, can you ever imagine? since oh then. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. That is. Could you imagine just having a beer? At some bar, someone comes in and tells you that. Yeah, that's deep. Just catches you. It's guard. freaky. Yeah, man. and you know, obviously, like all the other hikers around the table, like, <laughs> yeah. they all think it's funny. Because <laughs> like I got like real big white eyes. Like, yeah. And like she gets up and she like gives me a hug and she goes back inside. She's like, I'm gonna go get my husband. And I was like, All right. Yeah. And, goes back inside. and I was like, What the hell? And they're all laughing. They all think it's funny. They've all obviously got a buzz on at this point. Yeah. <laughs> They're starting to like poke fun at me. And at that point, like it was a funny thing to me when someone mm. came up to me, it was funny. And then for the next year, it would almost be a joke to me because someone would come up and be like, oh, and I'd be like, oh, no, yeah. don't get excited. I'm an asshole. Like, you know, <laughs> like that. he's a cheese dick. And it was, it was yeah. yeah, cheese dick. And it, it was that it was that moment on the PCT when I was kind of having that identity crisis and kind of struggling with that. And that that girl um i don't remember what her name was she was hiking um if you're watching this like thank you if you remember that uh that interaction but um that really like that turned my brain around and i'm like okay well even if i think this is goofy i think all of this is goofy like somebody's getting something out of this and that's doing something for somebody like even if it's just that one small little thing of taking five minutes to talk to somebody or taking 10 seconds out of my day to answer a comment that somebody leaves on one of my videos like that might make that person like maybe that person's having a crappy day and that'll maybe put a smile on that person's face or make them feel validated or make them you know happy about the thing that they're they're going to go do on the weekend or um and obviously with as many people that contact me constantly it's hard to do it yeah i get messages you know emails and instagram messages and facebook messages and a lot of those i don't answer because i just don't have time but Mm -hmm. um 
but yeah, man, that that's what it's all about. Like that's what it should all be about. That's what the hiking community is all yeah. about: it's supporting each other, it's loving each other, and respecting each other. And if we can kind of move that off of the trail and like online and like bring some positivity and stuff to someone's life, like yeah, like we're all doing our job, man. We're all doing our job as being decent human beings. How um how often do you get noticed hiking now? It's got yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah. got it's like, <laughs> like is this to the point get, where you have to stop so much that it gets annoying to have to stop? Um, yes and no. So as a caveat to that, like, you know, I I hike big miles and I hike fast and right. I get in a groove and I listen to a lot of music. When yeah. I hike. Um, I'm a very I'm I'm a big audiophile. I'm really into music, so uh, I'll get in a zone and like, you know, I'll be coming down the trail and. Usually I've learned to, if I'm coming up on like a group of hikers, either to pass them or they're standing on the trail or something, I'll like put my headphones on pause because uh, I no. know, you know it's coming. And it sounds, it's, it sounds <laughs> cocky, but it's not cocky because it's every yeah. single time it, yeah. without fail on the AT. I was only out there for eight days, but those eight days, like I probably talked to uh, 200, Jesus. 300 wow. people. It's insane, wow. man. It's like, insane. wow. That's that's yeah, a- and it's 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 weird because like it's tran it's like transported off of the trail. Like I'll go to the grocery store yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'll be standing like buying some broccoli and like somebody be like, Hey, are you that guy on <laughs> or, like, or or people will take this like this approach. My favorite is this approach of like I'm gonna be real subtle about yeah, it, yeah, be yeah. cool about it. Yeah. And someone will come be like, Hey man, you look familiar. Uh where uh, where do I know you from? And I'm like, I'll quit it. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'll, I'll I'll play back every once in a while. I'll yeah. be like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm from Indiana. Like, no, that ain't it. And they're like, do you do you do do you do videos on YouTube? And I'm like, oh yeah. Or sometimes I'll be like, no, but I get that all the time, dude. Uh, we just to screw with people. We uh, so Andy and I work for a a very large company. And we get people hitting us up on the internal company messaging service. Be like, are you are you guys those YouTubers? You got at a company outing one time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird. Um, so we've been going for a while, but I want to I want to back up a little bit to the yeah. owning a restaurant. Sorry, I go off on tangents. No, I'll talk no, that's the whole that's the whole point of this. <laughs> I want to know about your life leading up to hiking the AT. So I heard machinist restaurant triathlete <laughs> spin instructor bike shop Dude, so like what was so what was like, the like the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> so you're so tell me so you're from you're from indiana so then how did you get from yeah. indiana to where you to to hiking the at oh god um so i am from evansville indiana second largest city in indiana not much that's not saying much right um very hardcore blue collar. Yeah. Um, it's just the same as anywhere. Same as where you guys yeah. are. Blue collar Midwest. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We work, we work for a living. We die for a living. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just, that's what you do, right? Um, and I'd done a lot of stuff. I, whenever I was 18 years old, um, I decided to open a restaurant. It was in 2013. 2013, opened a restaurant, um, went into partnership with family. And opened a pizza restaurant. It was a pizza place and blues bar called oh, Talk of the Town cool. Brick Oven Pizza and the Blues. Um, and did that off and on for about eight years. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, uh, working with family is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you're a business partner. <laughs> um, so that's why I say I worked off and on for right, about eight right, years. There yeah, was like right. periods where I would leave for six months. Yeah. Be done with it, and like, like I don't care. I don't care about my half. I'm out. Yeah. Be for six months. Come back. Yeah. Be yeah. for six months. Come back. Um. And let's see. Uh. Before that, I'd worked in a ton of different restaurants in the restaurant industry. Um. And then, I get. I got married when I was 21. Um. And it bought a house. Did that whole American dream thing. Yeah. Um, and in that time and being married and having a house and like a span of five years. So I, I eventually got out of my side of the pizza place, um, stopped doing it. And instead I went and opened up a recording studio, um, and had that, it was like a part-time thing. Is this still in Indiana? Huh? Is this still in Indiana? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we bought a house and basically the only reason we bought a house was to build the recording right. studio because we were in an oh, apartment okay. at the time and I was thinking about you know, getting, uh, getting some commercial space to have, have the studio. And I'm like, well, if we buy a house, yeah. I had some people convince me like, well, if you buy a house, like it's cheaper. And you know, that whole scheme, um, <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> and that, that you believe and listen to. Um, so we bought a house, um, and you know, that had all the essentials to be able to also have a, a recording studio yeah. based out mm-hmm. of the house. So the entire basement was finished and that got turned the live room, and the the recording room, the sound booths, all of that stuff. And I did that off and on, um, again, kind of part-time, more like a hobby, um, for about two years. And in that time, I was also racing. For eight years, I raced triathlon, uh, semi-professional, which is the fancy way of saying you have sponsors, but they don't pay for anything. Right. Um, and let's see, I it was a spinning instructor, Um <laughs> At a gym, uh, <laughs> I ran. At that I ran a. I ran a fitness center. That's awesome. Uh, called Bob's Gym. Shout out to Bob's Gym. <laughs> um, uh, ran that fitness center uh, during the day, and then before my shift and after my shift, I would do two spin classes a day. So I was a certified spinning instructor awesome. while I was racing. It was kind of like cross training. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was like, yeah. oh, extra way to make money yeah. with the thing that I'm already doing. Um. And then I somehow fell into being a machinist and tool and die maker. Um, I was randomly working uh, in the gym, and I had this customer or this this member that would come in every day, and he'd screw with me. He'd tell me dirty jokes. He was this older guy, and he owned a, a, a machine and tool and die shop where they they built injection molds for like okay. Chrysler, uh, Volvo, stuff yeah. like that. Um, you guys are familiar. You guys are from the Midwest. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, most people, you say, like, I'm a tool maker. They're like, you mean, like, screwdriver? <laughs> like, no, 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 bro. <laughs> um, so uh, he randomly offered me a job one day, and I had an apprenticeship and, and learned how to work oh. with metal. And then I ran a lathe and a mill for about two and a half years. Okay. And then we were kind of at this point to where I was racing. I was racing try and had the recording studio part-time, worked at the machine shop full-time, and we were just, we had a house. Me and my wife had never really wanted kids. We we're just not kid people. Um, so, you know, we had bought the house. We had careers. We had all the toys, you know, and we were traveling every weekend. We were doing races or we were going, doing backpacking trips. Um, and we were just kind of to that point. It's like, okay, well, we have this house. We're never here. So what do we do now? Like, 
mm-hmm. we just do this until like the day that we die. Like right. we just have a house yeah. and we just come and go. Um, and it kind of got to this point of, we were just ready for a change. Mm-hmm. And we, I'd, I'd known about the AT my entire life. I, I was, did the Midwest boy thing. You know, I was in boy scouts, right. backpack hiking, did that a lot when I was a kid, fell out of love with it. Uh, played music a lot in high school, became like a big typical musician burnout kid in high school um got over that quick um and then we got back into backpacking and uh on weekends like i said we would go backpacking and i'd kind of thought about the at and we had had some friends that had went out and hiked a section of the at totally didn't know what they were doing took way too much crap Mm -hmm. and when they got back they were just jacked on it telling us about this you know the whole time that they had and they had met through hikers they had met some some people that were through hikers and I'm like, what's a through hiker? And they're like, Oh, well they hike from point A to point B and they do the whole trail. And I just thought that was nuts. Like I knew about the AT. I knew that it was there. I knew that you could hike the whole thing. But I don't think I had ever really understood the concept of a through hiker. Right. Um, and they're like, we found this documentary and this documentary is called Trek. Um, and it's about these four guys that hike the AT. You should check it out. So we rented it from the library. We watched it. And like, it was after watching that documentary, I was just like, totally oh, yeah. and i'm like oh this this is what we're doing this is happening. yeah they made they made the doc in like 2001 i think um it's really great if anybody out there like it, it's old at this point it's definitely a little outdated with some of the info that's in it but it's the biggest thing that really inspired me to want to go out there it's wow. called trek wow. t-r-e-k um and you know, we made this decision that we're not only going to go hike the trail, but let's completely change our lives. Like, wow. let's travel. Let's go do something. So we decided to not only we're going to do it, let's sell like 95 percent of the things that we own. Let's get rid of the house. Let's sell the studio. Um, let's do all this. And let's basically not put our life on hold and go do the trail, but let's completely change our life. When we get off the trail, let's move somewhere we've never been and let's start over. So we just kind of like jumped off of the deep end hard. Wow. Um, yeah, got rid of the house, got rid of all that, put a couple of things in storage, and then we took off. That's, um, damn. Yeah, did the trail. That's awesome. Yeah, got 1,600 miles in, and then I uh, cracked a tooth, um, took a tooth out on and off. It's pretty awesome. Oh, nice. Um, I, yeah, I contracted <laughs> a week before. Got Lyme disease. Uh, Didn't you? Elikio- yeah, it's a form of Lyme. It's called elikiosis. Okay. Uh, it's basically Lyme disease, except you don't get the big bullseye rash. Oh, so that's I had no terrifying. That wow. Yeah, it's awful. Oh, um, apparently, it was a rare case. Usually, only dogs and cats. <laughs> <laughs> You're a lucky man. So, yeah, man. I'm like a superstar. Um, I'll never forget the doctor coming into the room. They had done some blood work on me. He's like, well, we got good news and we got some bad news. And I was like, all right. <laughs> like, well, the bad news is you have a form of Lyme disease. And I was like, oh, that sucks. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, what's the good news? And he's like, well, the good news, well, I guess it's not really good news. It's interesting news. He's like, it's a form of Lyme disease called elikiosis, and it's really rare in humans. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do I want a prize? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so with that and then i cracked the tooth we got off the trail for like a week so i could get my tooth pulled i was yeah. just gonna get it pulled and keep hiking um we found out that my uh, my wife's grandmother had just a handful of days to live okay um, she was passing away and we had made a, a a pact that the only thing that would take us off the trail 
that we would stop our hike and go back home was if uh, if one of uh, if a loved one passed away. Right. Her grandma wasn't doing well in the first place in health, so it was just kind of like a one two three punch, and yeah. we we got off the trail, um, went back, buried the loved one, got the tooth taken care of, healed up from having elichiosis, and then we didn't really have enough money that year to return to the trail, mm-hmm. so we jumped in our van and we basically headed west and landed randomly in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and basically with nothing but what we had in our van and started fresh there. And, but you know, whenever I got kind of went off on a little caveat, you good? when no, I got out that's to awesome. the trail, um, yeah, you know, one of the things that we used to prep were some of the first people, you know, kind of circling back around, right. kind of the first people that were on YouTube making through hiking media. Yeah. So you had <laughs> Joe Brewer, who's now backcountry banter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. You had uh loner loner on the AT mm-hmm. um, shout out to loner. Awesome dude. Um, and uh Redbeard, who oh, had just yeah. done the AT. Yeah. And he was making some of the first, right. like here I am sitting in front of the camera, moving my hands around, showing <laughs> here, talking about it. Right. Yeah. Like the thing that we all do now. Yeah. He was kind of the first person yeah. doing that style of video. Um, so those are the cats that really inspired me. And when I got off the trail, I w- we were kind of sitting around in Albuquerque and I'm going through hardcore post-trail depression. Right. Like nobody in Albuquerque really even knew what the hell the AT was. Mm-hmm. Like nobody was into hiking. And, um, I just kind of had this thought, like, I need to kind of get some of this off my chest. Mm-hmm. And I'd had a friend on the AT that was like, you should start a YouTube channel and do gear reviews. And I was like, no, like that's the absolute last thing yeah. I'm ever going to do. Um, and I just, I had a GoPro that I had picked up and I turned it on one day and I just kind of started talking to it and it was like, I'm going to make a video. And I made a video. Um, and I had done something before that I had made a video of me and my buddy, Mike back in Indiana, that was a professional cyclist. And I interviewed him. I just shot this video because I yeah. just bought a GoPro. And I was like, I want to shoot something with it. So I shot this interview. I think it's still on YouTube. It's like the first thing I ever <laughs> Nice. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and then we were sitting in Albuquerque, and I was like, I'm just going to shoot something. So I turned on the camera, and I shot a little video of me talking about my gear. And and it was like, it was great. It was like super, like I got to get a lot off my chest. Yeah. Right. I had to just talk about something. Um, and then, you know, a while went by. Nobody ever watched it. I sent it to a couple friends. And then, like, one day, man, like, somebody commented on that video and said, like, oh, great video. Like, I'm going to go do the AT and, and I had, I think that I met you, I was doing a section hike and you were doing uh, your hike. And I think I remember meeting you and I think that I'm going to go through hike the AT next year. Wow. And it was just like wow. light bulb went off. It was like, ding. And I was <laughs> wow. like, Oh my God, I, I found, I found my trail community like this far away in Albuquerque sitting yeah. in the middle of nowhere all because I turned on a camera and talked to it. And that's kind of how it all started, man. And then wow. it was just kind of giving all to it at that. Um, did it for a little bit and, it didn't really go anywhere. We went back out to the AT less than a year later, um, finished up and I filmed all that, put that on YouTube. And one day I was, uh, going to go off and, and do a section hike of, uh, the, the CDP in New Mexico. And I didn't have a video to shoot as I was going to try to put out a video every Thursday. Right. And it was always going to be a gear review. And I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to make a video on. And me and my wife were talking. And she's like, just go out to the trail 
and just turn the camera on and just start talking. Yeah. I'm like, start talking about what? She's like, I don't know. Just go, just go talk. I'm sure something will come out. You'll yeah. figure something out. So I went out there, put the camera up, turned it on. And I made a video where I explained how the AT ruined my life. I made a video called how the AT ruined my life, yeah. which is what made everything right. do what it did. Yeah. Um, I went out to go through like this section of the CDT and didn't have any service for days. And when I finally had service, I called my wife to come pick me up for this trailhead. And she's like, have you checked your YouTube channel? <laughs> I'm like, no. She's like, you really should. She's like, it seems like it's getting a lot of traffic. Wow. Like, yeah. Jeez. Get back. And yeah, everything just like, wow. like clustered up. Um, it was really wild, man. And then that's, you know, that was just, it just kept rolling with it. Kept doing it. And yeah, it's been pretty pretty nuts dude that's uh that's inspiring yeah as, as people who make videos um that's very cool that to see your path of where you came from and where you're at now and, and giving back to the community that that's awesome dude yeah that's sweet yeah i also think it's cool that i, I look forward to like more yeah more of like yeah. the projects more of the documentaries well but definitely the next one for sure um so we'll wrap this up here we've already kept you for an hour and a half this goes fast doesn't it oh wow yeah isn't that crazy yeah. it's crazy yeah, um that's what happens when i start talking no just, no like, this no, was great no, no. You're, days talking you're, no. you're a you're a uh, very a, good conversationalist yeah and that's not an easy skill um thank you so much for talking to us man i really appreciate it yeah um yeah, man, absolutely we're very excited to see what you're doing this year yeah. I'm, I'm hoping all your trips uh come together i really andy and i have done part Me of the too. colorado trail so i want to see you on the colorado trail um, yeah, I'm hoping you guys can get out here, man. I know. You guys no, do no, come out here. For some reason, I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. we'll let you know. Um, if I don't get to, yeah, if I don't get to do the Peru thing and yeah. stuff, and and I'm waiting to go to like go up to Canada to do yeah. the GDT, let me know if you guys are coming out. Yeah, I'd love to do some hiking. Um, with you. Um, yeah, for sure. We will let you know, sir. Other than that, yeah, stay safe. Don't get coronavirus. <laughs> yes. All right. Find, find some stuff. This is, good, this is a good time to do Talking Heads videos. Pra practice tying knots. <laughs> Yeah, pick up a hobby. I don't know. All right, man. Thanks. Oh, man. Appreciate it.